Hello and welcome to Thriving in Intersectionality, a podcast created to help you learn from professionals in the workplace who have multiple intersectional identities, from ethnic minorities, veterans transitioning into the workforce, individuals with disabilities, parents, and so many more. My name is Lola Adeyemo. I am the CEO of EQI Mindset and the founder of the nonprofit Immigrants Incorporate Inc. I work with organizations to build inclusive workplaces. This podcast was built to amplify the voices of leaders and immigrants in the corporate workplace and to give insights and guidance so people can move past their barriers and advance in their professional careers. Through interviews and solo episodes, I'm going to examine this global world of work. I know that you can learn a thing or two from my guests who have a range of experiences and stories to share. Join me as we meet new people who are successfully navigating the corporate space. Hi there, ambitious immigrant professionals. This is Lola, your host on the Thriving in Intersectionality podcast. Are you ready to supercharge your career? There are so many layers to doing just that, and that's what we're here for. Join our membership platform today for game-changing career coaching, expert resources and guidance, and get responses in real time to some of the issues and questions that you're going through in the workplace right now. We're not just breaking barriers, we're building bridges to advancement and career success. Visit immigrantsincorporate.org slash membership to sign up today and let's take your career to new heights. Join the membership platform today. Visit immigrantsincorporate.org slash membership. Today, as I share a little bit about leading as an intersectional leader in the corporate workplace, I reflect on my conversation with Melissa a couple of months ago. Melissa is a first-generation Mexican-American and a corporate leader. Here's a clip from our conversation. When I first took on a manager role, like I said, oh, I'm just going to be great friends with all my team members and like that'll make it work. And then quickly realized that that is not the case. I think one thing that makes women such powerful leaders is their ability to be really empathetic, their ability to be vulnerable, and their ability to create strong, trustworthy relationships. At times, that can also be to a fault. And so I quickly learned, like, as a leader, I can't just be best friends, and I can't just be an open book on every single topic. Because there's certain things, like, that leadership can only know, or that leadership has to manage in a certain way. Um, But you have to balance that. So as I think about this conversation that I had with Melissa and just all of the experiences that she's had, um, I wanted to highlight two things that you need to think about as somebody who is leading um, in the corporate workplace and obviously always balancing and juggling multiple identity areas as well, Um, identity roles and backgrounds and expectations. Uh, Because in a leadership role, there is always communication, is always um, a big part of how you show up, how you lead, how you make an impact, how you make a difference. And um, you also want to keep learning. 
keep evolving, keep learning. So two things I want to highlight on that is as a leader, uh, leading in intersectionality in the workplace, right? You have multiple minority intersections and you are a professional leading a team, leading a project, leading a workplace, a workspace. Uh, two things that you want to focus on, uh, one of them is continuing to build your cultural intelligence. This is a process that never ends. This is a process that we need to be aware of, that we're intentionally expanding and learning new things. Uh, cultural intelligence, it involves understanding and respecting cultural differences, right? You have different team members. You have different project team members. And everybody has... It's not just doing that initial introduction and thinking you know anybody on your team. Everybody's different perspectives and background is going to show up in different ways, right? When you start making, when decisions are ready to be made on, on work, when decisions are ready to be made about even things as simple or things that sound as simple as uh, what to celebrate, what to acknowledge, uh, where to go for lunch, what to get for breakfast, what counts as a social for your team, right? So as a leader, you want to understand and respect those cultural differences. Be curious and ask questions. Um, it's not just assuming you know it all. Is recognizing that you are always learning and, and making people aware of that, right? There's always an opportunity. I think a lot of um, uh, corporate scandals and, and, and information around leadership, we have seen a lot of narratives around whenever an organizational leader makes a mistake and comes out immediately to apologize, to acknowledge their error, it makes a huge difference than when an organization trying to cover it up or to justify it. So as a leader, how you lead, how you communicate, how you take ownership, um, and at responsibility, um, that curiosity and questioning um, helps people, the people looking up to you, the people that you're leading, the people that, you're, that are following you, understand that you are always seeking to learn. You are not perfect, uh, but you are willing to learn. And the more you do this, the better you also get um, at understanding cultural differences. It not only helps your communication, but it improves your skills as a leader and helps to build a team where there is just a lot of respect for individuals, respect for differences, and um, respect for each other, right? Um, it, it always starts from the top. If you, as a leader, are positioning yourself as somebody that is always learning, that doesn't know everything, that is always opening open to conversations um, where insights are being shared and developed, then it builds that trust and that awareness around for the people on your team as well, right? So develop cultural intelligence. Make sure you're always seeking um, to learn, seeking to know. Don't assume you know it all, right? There are different people. There are different people with different perspectives on your team and your project. Uh, so to build an inclusive space, you have to be willing to listen and you have to be willing to prioritize communication development for yourself and for your team. And then the other piece of this is feedback and reflection, right? So um, cultural intelligence, 
um, increases when you open up that space to learn more, right? As your team revolves, as people leave and come in, as people go through different phases of life, how are you opening yourself up to learn more? But then the other part of that is you as a leader, you as an individual, how are you encouraging open and honest feedback on your performance first um, from your team members and also from your colleagues and from your superiors, right? Because different people see different sides of you. If you are leading a team, how you position yourself to your team members is different from how you position yourself to um, your own superiors, your own manager, and uh, depending on where you are um, on the corporate hierarchy, right, you might have to work a lot with um, a lot of people with higher roles and you might have to manage a large team or a small team. You might have to interact a lot with colleagues and your peers, right? And so each of these groups uh, is seeing a different side of you. So when you seek feedback from all sides, you're getting a more comprehensive picture of yourself. How am I being seen? Am I being perceived the way I want to be perceived? Am I showing up the way I want uh, people to show up with others as well in their space, right? Because you are modeling uh, these behaviors and and be also honest about feedback, giving feedback to the people around you, to the people on your team. Um, there is uh, something that a friend once told me is that you need to give feedback to where you tell people to do something that otherwise might turn them around, but they race to do it because you said it with so much love. And you lead with the positive, right? It's not just, but I said the truth is I lead with what you do well. And then I say the truth in a very uh, constructive way that will help you want to be better. And, and personally, I know I always um, shy away from critical feedback, but feedback is good. And one of the ways that I found that I receive it best is when somebody first tells me something I do really well. And that way I know you are seeing me, you're seeing the full picture of me. But if all you do is tell your team what they do wrong and say it in a very harsh way, it's natural that people get defensive. And so even as you position yourself to receive feedback, also provide feedback to your team, to your superiors, and make sure um, that this, this muscle, this feedback muscle is something that you're constantly building as a leader. And, and, you know, we are always leading in some space, in some sphere, but the higher we go, the more intentional we need to be around soliciting feedback, right? Because it becomes it becomes harder for people to approach you to give you feedback. So you have to make that effort to seek the feedback, uh, protect people's, you know, make it anonymous if you need to, but make sure that you're opening the door for people to provide feedback to you um, and that you're also creating the space to provide feedback for the people around you, the people you work with, um, or the people you get to interact with, even if it's just for a short time. And that's a muscle that keeps getting better. The more you do it, the more it becomes natural to you as the year ends, as a, a project ends, to want to get feedback from people on how it went. Um, so those those two things, um, while leading a team, while leading an organization, while leading as an individual with multiple identity inter intersections is be culturally intelligent and seek 
to get better at cultural awareness, right? Those things, cultural intelligence, continuing to build that muscle, continue to open up room to learn about different experiences, different perspectives, uh, because people's differences are also going to show up differently during different seasons, right? Um, so keep working on that, but also keep working on feedback and, and, and making room for reflection. It's not just enough to get feedback. You have to be able to take that feedback and process it and apply it uh, in the way you live, in the way you work, in the way you relate and interact with your team, right? And creating narratives and stories around it that also inspire others. And when you're in a leader, leadership position, um, that responsibility is higher to make an impact for people. If you take the feedback you get and you break it down and create a story around how you leveraged that feedback and how you have been able to reflect on the feedback and some of the changes you're making because of that feedback, then people know that it's not just another one of those surveys that go into a dark hole. It's actually a feedback that this person as the leader is taking as reflected on and is using to make changes in how they relate and interact. People see that and people trust that authenticity and they're able to come forward and share again and they're also able to model that in their own projects and teams and interaction with team members. Uh, so seek feedback, um, always be aware and willing to build your cultural intelligence muscle, but reflect on that feedback as well and role model for your team, for your peers, for your leaders, what it means to actually take feedback and use it to lead differently, to lead better. I hope this is helpful and I hope that as you lead, um, as an intersectional leader, you know that, you know, the stories you share, the narratives uh, that you set up will make an impact for the leader coming after you, for the team member that is also leading uh, in their different uh, teams and projects. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Lola Adeyemo, for these important conversations about the global world of work. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to share our weekly episodes with your communities and co-workers. For more resources and upcoming events, visit our website www.thrivinginintersectionality.com and join our LinkedIn group, Thriving in Intersectionality. Additional links and resources are listed in the show notes of this episode. Thank you.